I want to put the intro music. That sounded pretty good. Hey, 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 welcome to Footy Banters today. My name is Alex the Greek. And I'm Joseph Cunningham, and we're here today to talk about Super Cup. Okay, so on this Sunday, we got to see a spectacular all-English final at the Super Cup. And I'm asking Alex Divinakis to break down, start to finish, what he saw. Okay, so first of all, I'd like to say the Super Cup is one of my favorite events because you get to see the two best European teams from last year, right? And you never know what you're going to get with it. I have seen so many great Super Cup matches in the past, and this one was no different. So what I saw between... Absolutely spectacular performance yeah. by both teams. Oh, my God, was it ever. And you know what? It lived up to the hype, lived up to the expectation. So after a disappointing weekend, or, yeah, a disappointing weekend by Chelsea the, just before this game, you know, losing to United... They came out, and they came out firing on all cylinders, played the absolute best football that I have seen them play in a long time. Yes, they might not have the quality that they used to, but every single player put it out on the line there. When uh, I believe Giroud, he scored the first goal, you know, he had a couple of chances beforehand to uh, do his best he can, and it's really tough to do when you're the only player up top without any support, but he managed to get the job to take the lead one nothing, and then... Liverpool scored a couple, took a 2-1 lead, and then where they scored one, and then it went into extra time. And once it got into extra time, you can really tell it wasn't necessarily a game of skill. It was a game of who was more tired than the other, right? <clears throat> These teams were neck and neck. Liverpool, uh, Sadio Mane, he scored the second goal in, in extra time there. And then Jorginho scored the penalty. And then once the game went to penalties, you know, the game could have gone either way. It wouldn't have mattered. But for me, the standout player in that game was Chelsea's goalkeeper, Kepa Artsibalaga. Yes, that's what I love to hear. I agree on so many fronts. From start to finish, the game was, uh, was really tight. Like, honestly, neck and neck. I love to see uh, – I, I was really, really interested to see that Klopp had thrown in – uh, the Brazilian on the second half, and I thought that he was going to play him for Minho. First. Yeah, Firmino. I thought he... you fucking. I thought he was going to start the game, and you know what? I think it was a good choice by Klopp to wait to put him in because he came on the second half, and he definitely brought a different momentum to that front line, that front, that front forward position that he was backing up there. I thought it was absolutely spectacular. I loved seeing him work with Mo Salah. I loved seeing him work with Mane on the top. It's a good thing he kept him on the bench because uh, now all of a sudden you got, you don't know if it's going to go to extra time. So you, all of a sudden you've got a fresh player who, has, who didn't play 45 minutes, uh, can run Chelsea's defense ragged, right? Ru- run Golo Conte ragged, right? Because the only way you're going to beat him is if you tire him out. Well, the only way you're going to tire him out is if you lit- you just have to work harder than him, right? And uh, top and uh, Roberto Firmino was a big, you know, turning point in the game. But also, I think Sadio Mane deserves the highest of praises because usually I'm actually not a big fan of him. I don't think he's as good as people make him out to be. But today he proved me, or that day he proved me wrong. And uh, I'll give him credit where credit is due. He played also phenomenal, phenomenally. 
fantastic performance by both teams. Honestly, either team to win or lose, I think they should be both be, you know, absolutely proud of their performance. It was phenomenal by both teams to, to even take us to extra time and be bringing those goals. Like Liverpool scored that goal, 47th minute, I believe. Yeah, right at the beginning there. Beginning of the second half, give them that momentum. They're, they go into extra time with 1-1, one, one, and then they start, and then they score to make it 2-1, two, 2-2 two, two on a penalty. My word. You couldn't start nope. that. Like, it was absolutely fantastic. And then, just because you had mentioned that you were so astounded by Kepa's performance, please give me a breakdown on the penalty so, shootout. penalty shootout, here's what happened. Yes, Liverpool won the penalty shootout. But as, you know, most of us know, Penalty shootouts can go either way, right? You just have to put the ball in the net. You're 12 feet away or uh, 12 yards away, and the goalkeeper more or less guesses, in my opinion. Uh, Chelsea? Well, it comes down to the soccer gods. It does come down to the soccer gods, but, you know, Chelsea's missed penalty, or it was saved per se. Uh, Tabby Abraham took it. Um, you know, big risk by Frank Lampard to get uh, one of the new players. Like, he is a very young and new player to take. The fifth penalty. Now, I'm glad that he... And, and Mason Mount as well, I think, I believe, took the, he fourth, did take penalty. the fourth penalty. And, uh, you know, good on Mount for, you know, scoring. And I really believe the reason, you know, he scored, he put Tabby Abraham in the fifth, uh, fifth position is he wants to see what his nerve is like. Right? Because you look six years ago when in Chelsea were in the Super Cup against Bayern, a very young Romelu Lukaku took the fifth penalty and he missed... And um, Jose Mourinho was the coach at the time. And the next day, he seemed to get rid of Lukaku. But again, same thing. Got the young guy, the young forward to take the fifth penalty. And unfortunately, he didn't score. However, I'm going sw- to flip the switch here. And Kepa, yes, he didn't save any of them. But he dove directly and got a hand on two of the five penalties. So if he just yes. got a bigger hand to it or, you know, a stronger grip then he would have uh, he would have saved it. The performance by Keppa and Adrian. Adrian had not been at Liverpool for for three weeks not until even. he got the opportunity to play that Super Cup final. And undoubtedly, he was definitely had a role to play in winning his team that cup. Oh, for sure. Can you, can you break it down? Two Spaniards competing in this Super Cup, two goalkeepers together. What do you kind of think that was like for the two of them? Well, like I see Adrian go and literally grab Keppa's peck, his left peck, and then Keppa had to grab his right peck, and Keppa kind of looked around like maybe there's a little bit of psychological warfare going on there. Well, you got to think it's old guy versus young guy too, right? Adrian being the older guy. Adrian not necessarily being on great teams. You know, he was cut from West Ham last year. Now all of a sudden he's just won his team the Super Cup versus Keppa who came from Bilbao, went to Chelsea, won at Chelsea, and he's going to be Spain's future number one potentially. You know, very different paths, but still they meet up together. And, you know, I most of the time I'd re- I prefer to take experience over youth. And I think Adrian just might have tried to psych out Kepa as best he can. But I'm not going to take anything away from either goalkeeper. They, were bo- they both played during the penalty shootout, and in the game they played very well. 
I'm glad you say that. I'm really, really glad you say that because I think we differ on that point. You prefer the experience, whereas I prefer the youth. I want to see the the kind of flair, the kind of pushing it, trying to make a name, trying to go out and, and do something different. I love seeing that. And I love the fact that Frank Lampard threw so many young players on there. I love to see them get the opportunity. And you know what? I'm really glad that he thought that they deserved that because obviously Chelsea didn't play, you know, a spectacular performance in the, in the previous game against Manchester United. In fact, it was a little bit embarrassing. You know what I mean? So to come off of that and then have a, a, a finish like that at the Super Cup, although not winning, absolutely phenomenal from such a... I, I want to call them a young squad because Lampard had just gotten that squad and kind of started building or he's just started building his dream team, I guess. It's very difficult for Frank Lampard. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a young team. It's going to be his dream team. You got to give, hopefully, you know, Abramovich gives Lampard. Yeah, I give him two years because, well, he's got a transfer ban, so he can't exactly just bring in anybody, right? So he's got to really rely on the youth players. And so far, well, Mason Mount has, I wouldn't say he's impressed me, but he's filled in, that uh, center attacking mid role quite nicely. And Tammy Abraham, he's Chelsea's new number nine. He's going to have to step up and to have the faith Lampard has put into Tabby Abraham, his new number nine kind of thing. Instead of uh, Giroud, it's, uh, you know, for someone who's played the game for so long, won so much, uh, that's a huge high praise. Absolutely. Mount, Abraham, and Barkley all played exceptional. For, oh, for yes. Those subs I was really, really happy with, honest to goodness. And I was really excited to see Jorginho put that one in the back of the net on that penalty. Let me ask you, what does, th- what does this final, what does this result mean for next week? How do you think that this is going to change, or is it going to change anything that we had previously talked about in terms of results? Well, for let's talk about Liverpool first here, super quick. Uh, I looked at this up. I don't think it's going to change the result for Liverpool. The only thing that might differ is apparently Adrian got hurt during the celebration. So they might have to, they're probably going to have to start their third choice keeper. So whether that's going to make a huge difference in their league game against uh, Southampton, eh, I don't think it will, but for the game again, uh, Chelsea have against Leicester. I know we both have them tying. I'm going to stick with my feeling that they're going to tie, but uh, if you like to change, you can change. But I think, I think uh, Chelsea ha- have uh, they should. I know it's a loss, but they should have a lot more confidence. Losing in a penalty shoot. Absolutely, shoot, I think, losing I think a- they're going to have tr- tremendous momentum moving into the game in the weekend. And, and same thing with Liverpool. Uh, even though they have to start their third string goalkeeper, I think they're going to totally be fine. But thank you guys for listening. We're going to cut to a break here, and when we come back. It's going to be me, the Greek, and we're bringing on a guy named Harsh, a Liverpool fan, to talk about the success that they just had. Um, um, yeah, um, like amazing, amazing. Um, um, Hey, and welcome back. I'm Joseph, and I'm here with Alex. And I'm here, actually, with more than just Alex. I'm here with two of my very best friends, Harsh and Alex. 
And out of these two people, Alex is probably one of the worst, worst winners to have. So I'm really, really excited to have Harsh here today. Harsh is a genuine, full blood, through and through Liverpool fan, never stands alone. So Harsh, we have you here today to talk about Super Cup. Give me your point of view, start to finish on the game. All right. First of all, and yeah, um, okay, I don't even know how to contain myself. It was, a, it was a crazy game. I was at work, and I was listening, and I shouldn't have been doing that, but, you know, you got to sacrifice some things. So watching the game, the first half, oh, my God, how dreadful can you get? Like, Liverpool has one of the best def- defenses in England, and last year they had one of the best defenses in Europe. But I don't have an idea what happened in that first half because they were running. Chelsea was running all over us. I mean, Matip was doing really, really well at first, but his passes were just not connecting. He gave away the ball so easily sometimes. And like he was literally passing to the other players so many times. It happened like three or four times that he did that. And he put us in a very vulnerable position. Um, Van Dijk was okay. I have seen him better for sure but he just he did zero tackles in the whole game that tells a lot like he had zero tackles in the whole game because they were trying to stay so far away from him and it actually worked because uh, we didn't have alexander arnold on the right back we uh, started with joe gomez who was very very he was very poor in this game for sure he was not on his best and Giroud was uh like right on his shoulder the whole time and he did see an opening and he scored that first goal. I was, I was devastated for sure, but you know, had some hope and um, we were missing a link in the, in the front there. Cause uh, Chamberlain was playing for the first time in a while, starting a game. He needed that for sure, but we had to take him off at 45 and put Firmino in who was the thing that we needed. He's so hardworking. He came in like instant, instant change to the game it was so so much energy going in there he was you know i don't even know how he did it he was amazing so amazing and he let connected so well you, let me tell you something really quick first yeah. half i said to the greek i said they brought a player in a brazilian he said firmino i said it was firmino changed the dynamic of the game for liverpool after that the game kind of went downhill uh, N'Golo Kante was actually very, very good in the whole game. He was like, he was very like threatening the whole time he was coming up. Um, Unreal. I wanted N'Golo Kante to shoot more. I wanted him to shoot before it got to, to a point of being like, we're all on the edge of our seat, shitting our pants, waiting for the 90th fucking minute. Like, just blow the whistle already. I know, like, oh. I know. But the thing about the, the Kante thing was that he was playing on the right side, but... The thing is, on the, on the right side for him, Andrew Robertson was right there. And Andrew Robertson is a very good player. So he wouldn't, like, let him go in so deep. So he had to, like, stay back a little bit and play by uh, Fabinho. And he was doing pretty well. Like, in the middle, he was that link that we don't actually have. Our, like, our, middle, our midfield was very weak. I don't understand what happened there. We were just not connecting there at all. Then it went to the extra time. Like amazing, amazing goal from Mane. I was like, I was jumping up and down when I like heard that goal. But yeah, it came down pretty quick when uh, when that penalty was given. I was yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was a penalty personally, but you know they called it. The VAR checked it. You know, good. Okay, let's go to the Greek. 
the Greek, what do you think? Was it? Uh, again, debatable. Like, if he didn't call the penalty, you could say easy that it wasn't a penalty, right? Like, he called it it was a penalty, so they had to, you know, go to VAR and say and over- see if it could be not a penalty, right? So, if it was called the other way around, who knows what could have happened, right? Maybe they would have just said, oh, no, it's not a penalty. Continue, right? Or, oh, it is a penalty in the end. It could have gone either way. I, when I first thought, I didn't realize that that was going to be a penalty. I thought he just from because I I just watched uh, I was watching it. I didn't think it was a penalty right away. And then you know you look at other replays. It's like okay, yeah, I guess you could have called a called it a penalty. And you know it's a ref's decision, right? So yeah, good but, call, uh, ref decision. Uh, that's the final stand, right? It's what they yeah. say. I'm not going to say that it was a a bad call or a missed call or a good call, but uh, it was one of those that uh, maybe on a different day he doesn't give it. Well, it happens. That's the game of soccer, right? And that's kind of the beauty of the human error. You get you get the option. You get a little bit of variety. As long as it remains consistent, you know, uh, throughout the game, as long as the ref made, you know, decisions that were fair, right? Whether they were 50-50 or not, as long as the ref made, which I believe uh, she did, actually. The ref was a she this time. Um, as long as she made the right decisions and you know, calling the penalty, checking, you know, she did everything correct. The penalty was given in the end. So I can't, uh, no, uh, couldn't complain about that call. Can't complain at all about the ref and the result in the end, you know, showed that the game was, you know, well, well officiated. Totally. It was actually a better game than, uh, the Tottenham Liverpool final. Totally. Oh, wow. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. It was very good. Actually, it was a good game for sure. You can watch it a couple of times for sure. It was like a, good enough game for that but you know i have this one thing that i was thinking about watching uh, when i was watching the game afterward is we were not playing gegenpress this time we were playing i don't know which kind of system he was he had going on but it was not our typical um st- uh, strategic play that we usually go for but we were playing really high our defense was a little higher than usual we were playing offside traps quite a bit and they worked in the pulisic he scored so although you won the game, you're still very critical of your team's performance. Totally. I'm not satisfied at all, actually. You know what? I was not even satisfied with the Norwich game. I was... Really? No, I was very, very upset about the game. I was mad that we even conceded one. We shouldn't have. So it's the same kind of thing. We just... I think we're just not in it right now. Like, so what do you very- think... What do you think about Chelsea's bounce back from the game against United? Okay, that was if they played like this and this like lineup against Manchester United, they actually would have had a much better game there. Because I'm not 100% sure who played in that game, but I'm pretty sure that Pulisic didn't, did he? Uh, he, he came off uh, later in the game, uh, but they didn't play like they played Abraham to start the game instead of Giroud. Oh. They didn't. They didn't play Conte at all until I think really late in the game he came on. So the the lineup that uh, Lampard played for against United in the opening day was definitely not their strongest lineup. But Conte was injured at the time, right? He was injured, yeah, but he was on the bench, so you can't put uh, blame on him there. But uh, still, if uh, if uh, Chelsea played uh, the team that they played against Liverpool, if they played him against United uh, last weekend, then. Yeah, it would def- well, it definitely wouldn't have been 4 nothing in my opinion. It would have been a lot closer game. Totally, okay, totally. Alex, do you have the games in front of you right now? Do you have the, li- the, the fixtures for this weekend? 
give me like five seconds. It's at, I just have to pull the book out. Harsh, get ready. Start thinking of these fixtures. He's going to ask you what you think. We're going to write down your outcomes. And then we're going to talk about them next week. Okay, how about Keppa though? How have we not talked about how good Keppa oh is? My gosh. Oh my god, the elephant Goodness. in the room. Absolutely astounding performance. The Greek was Literally saying the- he thinks that he's gonna be the starting goalkeeper for, for Spain's new regime. And I totally agree. That was one nah. of the first thoughts in my mind is that he is nah. really really starting goalkeeper. Adrian, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, after you know, Adrian's performance, uh you never know, right? Uh uh, he played. You know Adrian, what he played, again, right? he played. Adrian again played nothing. Nothing against nothing. Take nothing away from him. He played really well for coming in to the Super Cup and just stealing the show again. Okay, harsh. So we got uh, my me and Joe. We made our own um, predictions for uh, the games this that are happening uh, this weekend in the English league here. And uh, I'm just gonna fire off uh, all the fixtures for you here. And I just want you to give me a quick. Uh, Prediction of each scoreline here. So we'll start off with uh, Arsenal versus Burnley. Arsenal versus Burnley. All right. So I think Arsenal versus Burnley is going to be a very good game because uh, Burnley is coming off a 3-0 victory against Southampton. And Arsenal has been so strong. Like Their team is so strong right now. I think they're going to do really well. I think it's going to be 2-1. For who? For uh, Arsenal. 2-1 for Arsenal. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, so next game here, uh, Liverpool South. Our next guest will be happy to hear that. <laughs> yes, our next guest will be very happy to hear that for sure. Okay, so yeah, the next game here we got is a uh, Liverpool versus Southampton. Who you got, Harsh? Liverpool all the way. Adrian is going to play again. Um, I'm pretty sure he he's a little injured at the moment. I think he got a he got tackled by a fan in the Super Cup ceremony, but um, I think he will play still. But I think we're going to win three nil. Liverpool. Yeah, we, we kind of said the similar scoreline. Yeah. All right, next game here, we got Brighton versus West Ham. Brighton versus West, West Ham, oh man. Yeah, West Ham uh, got hammered last weekend by Man City. Who did? West Ham. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh my God, okay. Um, I think, yeah, I think West Ham is not going to do, like Brighton is not the brightest at the moment either, so... <laughs> Brighton did win on the weekend before too against Watford. Yeah, um, I would say it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game though. I think it's gonna be three two. Three two, ooh, high scoring. Uh, three two for who? For Brighton. Okay, that's actually I. If that score line's correct, that'd be awesome because that sounds like a really good game. So the next uh, next uh, fixture I got here is Everton and Watford. Ever- oh, Everton is gonna win for sure. Everton. Um... I think Everton will take it with a clean sheet because uh, Pickford is really good at the moment. And I would say it's going to be 2-0. 2-0. That's the exact same scoreline that Joe has, actually, just to let you know. Okay, next up is a Norwich and Newcastle. Oh, man. This is a hard one. <laughs> this is a hard one, yeah. It's a hard one for who's going to play worse, I mean. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, just brutally honest. I love it. Yeah, Newcastle is like okay or whatever, but they don't have their, you know, Rafa anymore. So um, I think Norwich will take it, uh, but it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be 1 0 for Norwich. Okay. Joe, uh, your thoughts at all? Thank I mean, you guys for listening. 
if you guys like it, please promote it. If you guys heard something that you think is absolutely crazy, please share it because we want to hear back about it. And if you guys have anything out there that you want to ask us, you guys can send questions into us on Anchor. Harsh, thank you for coming. Greek, as always, always a pleasure. Likewise, likewise. Thank you guys very much for having me again.